I think Texas A&M's bowl game matchup with Oklahoma State could teach the coaching staff where this roster's at. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I know I did. Uh, me and the family had a good time. Dad and I watched a lot of football. It was a great time. Hope everybody had a good couple of days, some time off work. But now it's time to talk a little bit about this bowl game. And, you know, I think the bowl games, they all, they're so funny now in the new world of college football with your opt-outs and the transfer portal. It, they're not what they once were. But this season, this bowl game for Texas A&M, I think is an opportunity for this coaching staff. And you might go, well, Andrew, what do you, what do you mean an opportunity? What, what's going on? And, and, and the reason I find that this game has more importance than, than I think meets the eye is because this is an opportunity for the coaching staff, current coaching staff, right, to look at this roster, watch this game, sit at home, watch in the office, wherever they are, if they go, whatever they want to do, and watch this team play. See what they have on this roster. You know, we're in the middle of the transfer portal. There are a million players still in there that could help this Texas A&M roster next season. This coaching staff needs to see what they need, what they have, what they don't have. I'm telling you this right now. They're going to watch this game, and there's going to be a few players that they go, oh, maybe we don't need a defensive lineman. Maybe we don't need another linebacker. You know, um, Maybe we don't need a ton more receivers more any more players in the secondary they're going to look at that and then they're going to go like that and and then they might look at this and they might go ooh ooh we definitely need to hit this position hard we need some receivers we need a tight end that is kind of what i'm getting at i think it's an opportunity to watch some of these guys play there's a lot there's some you know obviously everybody that's hit the portal isn't playing some players are um are opting out then you've got injuries that are going to keep some guys out of the lineup. You're going to get to see the real depth of this roster in this game. How deep are you? How many players do you have that could, um, that can help next year? I think this is a really good opportunity for the coaching staff to kind of get a feel for this roster. And I think another thing that I, is important and, some might not agree with the importance of this, but I, I think it's somewhat relevant, but is the fact that your bowl game is on the 27th on a Wednesday. And, you know, some bowl games are on Saturday, Friday, whenever, right? I mean, there's bowl games all week. I think having this bowl game early this week, the coaching staff can kind of go, ooh, ooh. You know, we, uh, we might need to turn up the pressure on this guy in the portal, this position in the portal. That's kind of what I, I find to be important. I think that gives you an extra couple of days compared to some other schools looking at this roster and going, okay, what do we need? 
Um, and I mean, you know, this was this was just a car. I actually had I heard another locked on host having this conversation, which kind of made me think of this point, which was and it was a really solid point. But of yeah, you can learn about this roster from this bowl game, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, have have been discussing that because. At the end of the day, I, I think that this coaching staff can kind of they could look at practice tape, they could look at this, they could look at that to get a feel for this team. But until you see it live and in person, you see them practice, you see them play some of the depth on this team, you might say to yourself, like, well, where what do we have? Do I feel com- do I feel confident in this position? Do I feel confident in this position? And I think that without seeing this team play live against a Good Oklahoma State football team, you know, in the Texas in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. What you know? What do you know about this team? I don't think you know much. I think that you you're gonna coaches see things. They watch games. They see things. They see instincts. What needs to be worked on? They see it a lot better than we see it. You know, they see all this stuff play out on the field. So you know, Coach Elko is going to watch this game and know. Okay, we need to work on this with this guy. We need to do this with this guy. And then flat out, hey, we need to go get more players to this position, this position, this position, this position, X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, I'm I, – and frankly, I'm obviously not on the coaching staff to this point, but uh, I'm excited to watch this this bowl game more than – like I said, more than score. The score to this game isn't the end of the world. Um, that's not my real concern here. My concern here in this bowl game is – what do we have? Are we? How do we feel about depth? How do we feel about the players still on the roster? How do we feel about these guys? Uh, will they help next year? Who's gonna Who's gonna be relevant? How do we feel about the depth at all these different positions? That is what I want to see. And I mean, we're gonna learn a lot, just as a fan base, about this team and the future from this bowl game. Like I said, more than just the X's and O's, and more than just that, it's the depth of the roster because I have a bunch of concerns. I'm going to talk about one of those concerns in segment three. I've looked at the offer list of who Texas A&M is offered in the portal. And there's one position that we've discussed a ton here that I just, I I'm starting to get concerned about where we're at at this position. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, I think that like there's a few rooms, receiver room we're going to talk about in segment two is going to be thin in this ballgame. What do you got there? Then you look over at the um, some different rooms, you know, the defensive line room. We've lost a lot there. How are we doing there? Do we still have enough guys? It was one of the deepest rooms in all college football heading into the season. Is that depth going to be enough to say, hey, you know, we're 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 fine in this position to take down a, a top 20 team? Obviously. Oklahoma State is going to have their fair share of opt-outs, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and then I think it's another test for the quarterback room. You know, Max Johnson's gone. You've got the young guys. You've got uh, Henderson. What's going to be the deal next year? Someone's going to have to back up Connor Wigman next year. So who is that? I think this game could could be telling. It'll be interesting to see, do they just let Henderson go the whole game? Do they um, let – Marcel Reed get in there for a few snaps. It'll be interesting to see how how the quarterback room shapes out in this game. I wouldn't mind seeing Marcel Reed get a couple drives, just 
you know, to kind of say, hey, like, I, I want to know what we have with this kid. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But, yes, I do think this bowl game will be an opportunity for Texas A&M, for this coaching staff, to sit back and learn what do we have on this roster. I think that you're going to see some things heat up in the portal after this game because I think there's some players that maybe on tape the coaching staff likes, on tape this guy can help us next year, but then maybe in reality – He's not what we need in this position. He's not what we need in this position. Um, at, at position X, Y, and Z, and I think that's what the coaching staff is going to learn from this football game. So I think after this game ends on Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you are going to see the transfer portal heat up for the Aggies. I think you're going to see this staff push hard because they're going to learn, feel good here, don't feel good here. We need to hit this position hard in the portal. And then you're going to see this roster really start to come to shape. And then obviously the team will go through spring portal is going to open again. And you're going to see once again, okay, we feel good here. We need to add here. So this is, I think just step one, when it comes to roster management, when it comes to coach Elko kind of figuring out, I need these different guys. So that's why I'm looking forward to this bowl game more so than just another Texas A&M football game, which in and of itself is extremely exciting wide receiver room in the bowl game is going to be awful 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 interesting i uh see how this shapes out a lot of not a lot of bodies are going to be there and we'll discuss that and what it means coming up right here unlocked on aggies but first i gotta tell you about our friends over at ebay motors Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your rider, your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need to the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. So I think that the most interesting position group heading into this bowl game is the wide receiver position group. You could say, well, and like I talked about a moment ago, it'll be interesting to see how does the portal, I mean, I'm sorry, portal, um, it's always in the brain. How does the quarterback room work itself out in the defensive line room? Those are the two rooms. And then those two rooms I'm excited to see. And then a little bit, the secondary just to see, hey, are there any depth pieces that can step up and play well? Um, so I'm interested to see how that works out, but the wide receiver room, it sounds like Noah Thomas is banged up and won't be out there. I don't, I don't believe that's confirmed. I've just seen multiple reports, um, saying that let me pull that up. Um, was it this one? Yes. No. Beside the point. Oh, yes. It is right here. Um, 
is Texas A&M football almost out of receivers for the bowl game? And then it talks about Noah Thomas is banged up in this game and he might not go. So I don't think that's confirmed, but it sounds like he might not go. And then think about who you've already lost. Evan Stewart's gone. Anaya Smith has opted out. He's going to be there um, trying to help coach. You lose Jordan Anthony, the freshman of the portal, or the um, Richard freshman, and then Raymond Cottrell transfers to Kentucky. Um, that's funny because Jordan Anthony came from Kentucky, and then he transferred after a year, and then Raymond Cottrell uh, went to Kentucky. But so those two guys gone. Evan Stewart gone. Anaya Smith opting out. Noah Thomas banged up. That's a lot of scholarship receivers that aren't going to be out there. So, I mean, you're going to learn a lot about Jade Walker. We know what you have in Moose. We already know what you have in Moose Muhammad. We, we, we feel good there. We know he can help. We know he can help you win this football game, put up a whole bunch of yards. We do know that. But I think we're going to learn a lot about Jade Walker. Can he be a, a wide receiver one? I, I, I have this real feeling that Jade Walker can take over and be a wide receiver one. I think he is that talented. I think he is that good of a football player. If anybody, if y'all didn't see the catch where the ball was thrown behind him and he just reaches back with one hand and catches it, it was one of the most impressive catches I've seen. I mean, it, it, to be able to do that and hold on to the football with one hand, it, it takes a lot of skill. That was really impressive. He's going to be a monster. I I think heading into next year, I feel good about Noah Thomas and John Day Walker and Moose and you know the young Micah Tease and your guys coming in. I do via the portal. Um, I do feel good about those players. I just had this feeling that John A. Walker is going to be – an absolute monster next season. Watch the tape from him. You know, when he came to Texas A&M, I was like, this dude's D1 ready. This guy is SEC ready. Um, I, but I didn't think he would have much of a role, to be honest with you. I thought the room was too deep. I thought he'd be a guy that you'd see develop, and then maybe in a game like this bowl game would kind of get a shot. Kind of like how I, I discussed the um, the whole, you know, do, we learn about our depth in, in bowl games. I kind of thought that, Jody Walker would be a guy, hey, maybe he gets a few snaps here and there during the regular season, but we, we uh, learn about him in the bowl game. We got to learn about him throughout the year, so we already know who we have in him a little bit, I think. But I think, you know, with Evan Stewart not out there, Anias not out there, Noah Thomas banged up and not out there, um, we assume, I think you could learn a lot about Jody Walker in this game. Can he be the guy? And I think he can be the guy. But I think we're going to find out. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they use him and how they use Moose, who is the focal point, who's going to be getting all the receptions, all of that stuff. But I am anxious to see how this wide receiver room works out in this ballgame. It's going to be fun to see, hey, what do we have in Micah Tease? What do we have in our young guy? I, um, I, I think he's the guy that, we want to develop. We know how talented he was in high school. We, you know, with a with a deep wide receiver room heading into the 2023 season this year, we didn't get to see him out there a ton. So those guys kind of are the, going to be the main receivers in this ball game. After all the guys that you lost, portal opt outs, a couple guys banged up. Sounds like that's what you're going to have, and it'll be interesting to see. Hey, who plays well? Who separates themselves? 
can John A. Walker give this coaching staff confidence? Hey, I can be your wide receiver one or two next year. Um, or are they going to leave this game going? We might need to go get one more uh, receiver in the portal. I don't think that's going to be the case in all honesty. I think that they're going to feel really good about this wide receiver room after this game. I think that last year Moose was incredibly underutilized, undervalued, underused. It it was – I don't – it was crazy to me that he was used the way he was used. It just – it makes I, – I won't even – I can't sit here and try and explain it to you because it doesn't make sense. So that's why I think – this coaching staff will value him, value what he is, and make sure that he's used and, and is used properly as, as a receiver, as good as he is. But no, this is the game. This is I, this is going to be the Jade Walker game. We are going to learn a lot about Jade Walker in this game. How good can he be? Can he be the one next year? How much confidence should we have in Jade Walker heading into the 2024 season? And then on top of that, could Jade Walker be one of the most underrated receivers, slept on receivers heading into next year? I mean, you can't watch the tape from this year on, on this kid and not be impressed. So the way this wide receiver room shapes itself out is going to be incredibly interesting, exciting, and one of the fun storylines to follow in Texas A&M's bowl game matchup with Oklahoma State coming up on Wednesday in the Tax Act. Is it Tax Act? I keep Tax Act, right? Don't want to get the sponsor of the bowl game wrong, right? Tax Act, Texas Bowl. Tax Act, Texas Bowl. Yes. That is who the Aggies, that is the bowl game the Aggies will be playing in, facing the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 9-4. and four. Be a fun ball game. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an interesting ball game, and we're going to learn a lot about this football team. The offensive line, I have another complaint about the offensive line and the portal when it comes to the offensive line. And we'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. So, I, as you everydayers know, have discussed the importance of hitting a home run when it comes to transfer portal offensive linemen, I think that the importance of that is is so crucial. It is going to be incredibly, incredibly important to make sure you have the right um, offensive line hanging in the next season. I like to reiterate my point once again, but offensive line to me is everything. If you have great receivers, great running backs, a great quarterback, tight ends, right? All great, elite, but your offensive line isn't good. You will struggle. You know, we watched, I was watching obviously NFL yesterday with my dad, as we do every day. And we 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 kind of sat back and had the discussion of like we were watching the game. I forget which game it was, but of just Offensive line is so important. If you want to have a good football team, if you want to have a successful football team, it starts up front. It always starts up front in the trenches. And this Texas A&M offensive line is going to be a talking point. It's going to be a concern. It's going to be something where um, fans and national media are going to look at this next year heading into the season and go, 
okay, Texas A&M's got some great receivers, got a great quarterback, got some great tight ends, got some great running backs, but can the offensive line give this um, offense the time it needs and and, and create the holes it needs to succeed? That is going to be awful interesting, awful interesting. Um, and I think I think people are going to be really concerned about it. I think you're going to look at this offensive line room and you're going to go, man, I, I don't know how good people are going to feel about it. Just based on last year, the offensive line wasn't great. You know, obviously, you really you haven't had a single addition to the room yet, aside from the high school ranks. We don't want to have to start any high school offensive linemen. We would like to start, you know, some older guys. So, um, I, I my. My issue here is I think offensive line is is the number one concern for the portal. I think that the other concerns, you know, receivers, you need some. They went and got some. Uh, secondary, you need some. They've already got three secondary players. That's all great because you, you still need – you do need those positions. But I think they need to pay more attention and focus more on this offensive line. Um, <clears throat> and once again with the bowl game, same trend we've discussed in the segment one and two today. You're going to learn about some of these guys in the bowl game. You're going to learn. How do we feel? Can this guy play? Is this guy going to be a legitimate dude next year? Can this guy start a tackle? Can this guy start a guard? How can the offensive line shape itself up? We might learn some of that. that, that let's just say this. While I'll be paying attention to every position, the importance of quarterback and receiver, there will be a lot of eyes from this guy on the Texas A&M offensive line. Because I, we need to learn who can play, who's good, and who can help this team next year. But to this point, um, Gigum 24-7 has done a really good job with the um, – they've done like a transfer portal tracker. Let me pull that back up. Um, they've done a great job with this transfer portal tracker, which is great because it helps you – Who's coming in? Who's going out? Who have they offered? So, so far, transfers who have reported a scholarship offer from Texas A&M. That is the key word, reported. Some of these guys might not post every single offer that they get on their Twitter, on their X. You know, some players do, some players don't. So, this list, it doesn't mean that it's every single offensive lineman that Texas A&M has offered. There could be more that we don't know about because they haven't made the offer public. But when it comes to players that have made it public, it's four offensive linemen. It's Easton Kilty, the North Dakota offensive lineman. I need to check in on his recruitment. I don't know where he's at. Um, according to this, he hasn't verbally committed anywhere. But um, I need to see, has he put out a Final Four? Has he? That doesn't include Texas A&M. What's his deal? But, I mean, the point really isn't to discuss these names. The point really is to discuss, hey, but we'll get there. Um, then you've got McKaylin Pounders, the offensive lineman. He's verbally committed to Mississippi State. You've got um, Michael Tarquin, USC offensive lineman, and then Kurt Daniker, the Ohio offensive lineman. And according to this list, that is every offensive lineman that has reported an offer from Texas A&M. Now, if you go land these guys, I feel good. Like I'm, my concern is you need to go get some guys, and I don't think they've they've tossed a wide enough net. I mean, that's four players that we know of, like I said, that we know of. Key, you know, got to keep adding that. Um, one one is already committed elsewhere. 
So that means you've really got three left on the table. Um, where do you stand with those guys? That's a conversation for another day. But I just think the offensive line, you have to keep going to get these players. You have to keep going to find some of these, you know, highly coveted portal offensive linemen. If the offensive line isn't good next year, this football team will not be good. It's plain and simple. It is as that's easy to break down as it gets. If your offensive line's bad, so will you so you will be as well. I think they need to hit the portal hard. I think it needs to be a a priority. They need to focus on it um and and go get some guys. But last thing I'll say before we call it a day, I do think from this matchup in the bowl game, you will learn about this offensive line. You will learn about this um, unit where it's at. And then the co- I think you're going to see the coaching staff either scramble to go get more guys, or maybe they'll feel confident with the guys they have. We're going to learn a lot about this team as a whole receiver room as a whole offensive line as a whole. When lost internet connection right at the end of that recording, I just wanted to finish my point of what I was getting to. I was saying, I think we're going to learn a lot about this roster from the bowl game. And I'm really looking forward to it. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thanks for tuning in every single day. Hope everybody had a great Christmas, and we will see you tomorrow.